This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because, If I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. Hi, everybody. I'm Joanna. And I'm Jenny. And this is Hyphenated, the podcast about living in the hyphen. Can you tell I did um, I did an audition for a car commercial <laughs> like yesterday? <laughs> um, I'm like forcing a, a good mood uh, today because something happened to me uh, this week that I'm embarrassed to say really bothered me and I couldn't put my finger on why it like you know when something happens and you just feel fire in your heart because of the frustration and the indigna it's not even like anger it's indigna mm-hmm. um, it embarrasses me when it happens with something very small so this week I opened up my mail I, th- nothing good ever comes in the mail no, you know I hate what I mean? it. I hate it. It's always a stupid fucking bill. It's never something good. But this time, no. it, it, it was some... I saw a beautiful invitation in my mailbox. And I was uh, like, oh my God, finally, something good in the mail. And I go to open it and it says, Mr. and Mrs. And then my husband's name. Wow. And I was like, okay, wait. That's not me. Okay. And I was just like <laughs> staring at this invitation, angry. And I was like, should I feel like... Oh, I'm Mrs. Daniel. Like, yeah. I felt this rage. And I felt this rage since I got married and people just assumed I was going to take his last name. And when I refused to, like my doorman refuses to believe I didn't take my husband's last name. So he keeps on calling me Mrs. Panabianco. And it <gasps> bothers me. It's like one of those things that I can't get over. And I'm like, join, it's not a big deal. Just like move on. And I'm like, no, because it's the patriarchy. Do you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> these tiny things that people say don't matter actually really do matter to me because it reminds me that I live in a world where, you know, things are assumed about me that I don't agree with. Yeah, that's, I mean, fuck, man. Especially in our culture, it's very much expected beyond just taking your husband's last name. You didn't take your husband's last name. I did not. You know, when I was younger, raised in this Cuban community in Miami, everyone took their husband's last name. That was like a thing of like, oh my God, I can't wait to be Mrs. Perez Rio. Pero, pero, o sea, porque in Latin America, and I'm assuming it's in Cuba, like you become Joanna Hausman de 
of well, and then your like husband's a, oh, last name, right? Well, speaking like of you, hyphenated, yeah, like a ton of hyphens. And then there's the whole debate of like, bueno, but if you have kids, then the mother has to have the kid's last name. Because then the kids take the husband's last name, which is also some bullshit. I, that's something that for me, it's another point of contention. I feel like a lot of my anger towards these um, societal expectations are coming out now, now that I'm married and people are asking me when I'm going to have kids. Yeah. And, and it's now that I'm like, realizing another facet of my feminism that I sort of could ignore until now. Yeah. The idea of it not even being a discussion or a conversation or a decision. Just people just assume that my husband's last name is going to be my kid's last name. Like, why can't it be a conversation and a choice? Why is it the expectation? Oh my gosh, especially coming from Miami. Miami is just a very traditional, like, Pinterest board type of family life, you know, like everyone does the same photos at the beach for their wedding. Everyone does the same like baby photos with like the five month, the six month, like the mi mami that like copy paste. Mm -hmm. If you <laughs> move a little away from that trajectory, you're fucking heathen or I don't know. I was like, like, oh my God, who are you? Yeah, it's really frustrating, but I'm glad to live in a place like California. No one gives a fuck out here. No one out here is shocked, especially because I'm an actor. I don't know if that's the same case for you. But a lot of people were far more understanding. No one gave me issues in my family for keeping my last name. Lorenzo's a fucking cool-ass last name, for one. Two, I love my husband. I like his last name, Gallegos. But... It's not yours. It's not mine. Pero second of all, people cannot pronounce that shit to save their goddamn lives. Gallegos. I have seen Gallegos. Galapagos. <laughs> Like all and I'm like I have too much of a hot temper, and I'm gonna correct people every time in the most passive aggressive way. So anyway, I like my last name, but yeah, I think because of the actor thing, people are less judgy. I guess they're like, well, no, claro, she's an actress. She has her name, you know, solidified <laughs> everywhere. So why change it? I have friends that have changed their last name, and I I gotta admit. You know, I catch myself judging it and th that's not fair, right? Like, you know, yeah. if if my whole thing is it's up to you and it's your choice, like no one should care what you choose to do with your last name or other people's last name or your kids last names. But I think my main issue is this sense of not questioning the reasons why. Right. So mm -hmm. you just I think in society we just go about things without thinking about them a lot of the time. And it's people that question the status quo that really create revolutions and change things. And up until recently, the idea of women working was absolutely revolutionary and mind-blowing. The idea of a woman not wanting to take their husband's last name is also revolutionary and mind-blowing at some point. The idea of a woman owning a credit card was revolutionary mind-blowing in the past like 60 years this is like you know what mm -hmm. i'm saying like it isn't something so i have a this this like constant uh tug and push and pull also with how i feel about feminism in the two cultures that we both inhabit i mean your, your culture is more miami cuba eh, but even for me, like just generally Latin American mm -hmm. quote unquote feminism and then my feminism in the States, just like it's, it's different. I feel it. I feel me having to explain it or justify it or talk about it with, with different nuance depending on who I'm speaking to. Yeah. I don't know if, if you, when you post online, if you literally just say the F word feminism. 
Um, but then if you say the F word, fuck, I get more negative comments when I say the word feminism than when I say the word fuck. Oh, absolutely. It's it's like it triggers a lot of people in a negative way, kind of like the word vegan, to be honest. It's like I'm vegan. Now I'm saying I'm plant based. That's like <laughs> we're trying to find new branding because some vegans have ruined it for other vegans. And I <laughs> I mean, I think that's just any extremist. Mm-hmm. So there are extremist feminists and that aren't, I mean, a good example is J.K. Rowling, right? She's so extremist feminist that she's a goddamn turf. Transphobic. She's like anti-trans. Exactly. So mm-hmm. you can be a bad feminist. Oh, 100%. You can be a bad vegan. Like, you can be toxic and be part of a, of a movement that is <laughs> meant for good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I, I think that's why it's so triggering. And all, and obviously the patriarchy. I mean, men just don't. Yeah. I think men don't even realize, I think, like, just what we were talking about right now. They never have to question their last, last name. They never have to question getting uh, an invitation in the mail that just ignores their existence. Yeah. The idea that you're Miss or Senorita before you get married and then Mrs. and Senora after you get married feels like a small little societal nuance. But for me, it's like, oh, me getting married completely changes the way that people speak to me and regard me. And I don't think that's something men think about. I just don't get it. I just don't me get neither. it. Like, what's the point? Like, I don't like... You're married. Cool. Did you like meld into one? Per- like, are we amoebas? Like, did we just like swallow each other whole? Like, some bizarre sci-fi film? Like, we are still our own people. We just have a certificate, a legal certificate, and like blessed by Papa Dios, whatever. <laughs> like, that you're married. Cool. I know, but what? like, I don't know how many weddings you've gone to. Not that many, strangely enough. I've gone to a lot, all right? I know. know. And there's there's some weddings that I'm sitting there. And again, here I am saying we shouldn't pass judgment on what people do with their lives. But like there I was fucking passing judgment. And there was I was at my friend's uh, wedding and one of the speakers at the wedding sort of got up and said, I'm paraphrasing. This was like in like beautiful text and I'm talking in Joanna talk, okay? But it was just like, um, and now, you know, it is the man's responsibility to protect his wife and it is the wife's responsibility to respect and care for and um, subject. The word wasn't subjugate, Ew. but it was like, let the man dominate Ew. and was the head of the household, right? Bar-farama. And no one batted an eye. No one batted an eye. And there I am, I'm sitting there and I'm like, why not? Oh my God, it's it's 2018, okay? Like, I'm looking around and everyone's like, oh, this is so beautiful. It's like, okay, so when, when we get married, we're saying out loud that the man is the head of the household and women need to respect the man. Because it's in the Bible. It's like, are we not questioning this? Are we not questioning the status quo? And recently, this Venezuelan actress and influencer posted this video about what it is to be a wife as if wife is a personality trait i know and this video is blowing up for all the right and wrong reasons like everyone are is like what is this this isn't 1950s pre-first wave feminism bullshit and then other people are like es verdad, es verdad porque 
es que the reason why there's so many drugs y, y, y malas cosas pasando is because the mom is not in the house. She's busy working and caring about herself or whatever. So those are the comments in that thing. But the whole idea is women, when you get married, you have to change. No. Nope. <laughs> Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. My vows were, like, so hardcore. <laughs> like, I remember there was a part at the end that me and David both recited at the same time. This is a wedding of equals. Like, it was mm -hmm. so corny and cringe. But our our officiant was a woman. She was, like, total hippie. And, yeah. And, and I made sure that I was not walked down the aisle by my dad giving me away like I'm cattle. Mm-hmm. And so me and my sister both for our weddings like made sure that we that the officiant never said anything like who here gives away there's like that bullshit that they say at weddings like who gives away their daughter or whatever the fuck I'm like bitch no I'm sorry there's something called free will and I said <laughs> yes so no one's giving me away yeah. I'm giving myself away therefore there's no giving away of anything Absolutely so both my parents walked me down. They were both responsible for creating me on a wedding night that they were romantically. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, why is my dad the only one walking me down the aisle? My mom's the one that had to get sliced open like a horror film. <laughs> and her intestines flopped on a table for my big ass hairy head to come out of that thing. I was a big ass fat baby. Like, no, like she's walking me down too, motherfucker. Absolutely. <laughs> I had my mom uh, walk me down as well. And in the Jewish religion, there's this like tradition where the woman arrives at, uh, you know, at the end of the aisle and she gives, le da vuelta. she goes around the husband seven times sort of to represent that like the husband is at the center of the universe. Oh, hell no. Like, what is she like Jupiter? No. What yeah. Is this no, like orbiting, like as if there was a gravitational pull, but no. Seven my, times? Yeah. And my wedding, I did three. Then my husband did three. And then we did one together. OK, but that makes sense. Right. But like, I remember this being like something I, I, I was like, this is important to me because I felt like although mm -hmm. we've obviously come a long way. Right. I'm not comparing my life to my grandma, who was just relegated to the kitchen, even though she was the first woman to like get into law school in Cuba wow. and, and never was able to even question her her quote unquote position in society. I do think that there's small little things we still do that propagate this sort of being okay with the inherent inequality. And I know these are small inequalities in comparison to so many other bigger inequalities in the world. Oh, I know. And and you know there's um uh, bigger issues, but I think these things 
these small things should give us a glimpse of how we're okay with the small issues and therefore sort of yes. fine with the bigger issues too. Yeah. Like um, feminicidio, uh, you know, inequality of payment for the same amount of work, um, expectations people have for women in the workforce and outside of the workforce. Um, it, there's a lot of little things we're born with that we don't question. Um and those things can then translate into big things. Mm-hmm. And I I have to say, and I don't know if you feel the same way, and it, this might be because, like, I live in a, in my U.S. world. I've lived in Boston, Chicago, and New York, dude. Like, I'm East Coast. I am in liberal America. Um, I got here in college. So the people around me represent a very specific type of person. So yeah. my American sort of tug and pull with, with feminism and stuff has been more regarding these smaller things like oh my god taking my husband's last name that's so weird oh my god like you know but then for the bigger things you know i i i don't see as much complication um but then with my latin side no women changes her name she adds her last name and then i always said my two last names in venezuela joana house manhattan my mom's last name was equally important but then in other issues like me feeling like people assuming things because I'm a woman and a comedian or because I got married, I'm no longer going to work or I'm just going to have kids and not do videos anymore. Like I've had these conversations with people constantly and there's this like idealization of the woman in Latin America in the way that like, yes, there's positive things that come out of really revering the mother and the grandmother. And I find that to be really beautiful in our culture. Yeah. The fact that there is so much respect for the mother and the grandmothers like in our society. But I think that creates another wrinkle where women, that is what we're perceived as our biggest calling versus whatever the individual wants. That's kind of where I have struggled for a long time because there, yes, in in Latin culture, abuelitas and mommies are like placed on a pedestal. But then I'm like, then why y'all treating your girlfriends and your wives like shit? Like, why do you, (laughs) why, why do these Latino men see women as objects, see women as, as individuals who should be submissive? Um, and and deal with that sort of toxicity, but then they like kiss their mo- like they're like tied to their mommy's umbilical cord, like, mm-hmm. and that again that that I always talk about mamitis, right? Like that's like <laughs> that's something that I saw so much growing up in Miami. I had an ex boyfriend who was like that. He was he he was emotionally abusive, but he loved his mommy, mm-hmm. obsessed with his mommy, mm-hmm. but he was a piece of shit. <laughs> A piece of shit to me. He was super toxic and machita. So what? What? where's that disconnect? What's going on here? I don't understand. I think it's the veneration of this type of woman. So the veneration of the selfless woman, the veneration of the mother, right? We go back to like Catholicism always when we talk about I know. Latin America, but like the veneration of the Virgin Mary, right? And then I feel like that... Me- that divides that further divides people or women into the two categories Mm -hmm. of like mother and saint or like not that (laughs) (laughs) yeah and it's important to say that like a lot of the most sexist things i've heard and the most pressure i felt 
as has also come from women. Like the the venerated mommies and abuelas, they also perpetuate the same thing. They they perpetuate this this sort of sense of of I honestly feel like they pit us against each other. Like they what do. is the right way of being a woman? I was told and so you are the wrong way of being a woman. I'm the right way of being a woman, so you're wrong. Yeah. And, you know, there's been a lot of cases of feminicidios, femicide, you know, violence against women has been very, very prevalent in Latin America. There's been a lot of uh, protests regarding this. Um, and you see a lot of the comments. And I'm not saying this doesn't happen in uh, literally everywhere else in the world, but I think I was shocked to see it happen within my own community. But you see a lot of people posting like, well, what was she doing late at night walking around or like, Que hace una niña I know traveling Ugh. by herself and it's this like question of her of her integrity right but if she was but when it's a mother or a grandmother or whatever when it's this idealized version of the woman that is this selfless perfect thing oh then you venerate and then you respect but other than that you don't you, the respect is harder to find you know I can really I can see that once again going back to my my ex because he treated me like absolute garbage but i you know i i was doing really well at my university i had goals and aspirations and you know i'm i'm who i am today and mm-hmm. he didn't like that i had my independence he didn't like that i had friends he didn't like that i had a life outside of our relationship and that i had goals and you know that i was hard working and and mm-hmm. He wanted someone that that could be submissive to him and, and, and do everything he said. And for men like that, I just find it fascinating and it makes sense. I wonder how many of my guy friends have ever been afraid to get married or have children because they're afraid of how their personal ambitions and their goals and and them how they feel they will not be themselves anymore. Because that was my biggest fear growing up. And even now, it's like, I'm terrified to be a mother, not because I don't think I'm going to do a good job, but because of the expectations of what people will assume about me, or if they assume I'll be a bad mother, or if I do things differently, that means I'm a terrible person, or they won't give me that job because I'm a mother, or if I do get, get, get that job, then they'll judge me for it. And I don't think that that's something that we should be placing on anyone. Start clean with Clorox, because Clorox delivers a powerful clean... Every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. (laughs) Well. Ooh, yeah. That happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader, like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. 
I'll never forget one time I was getting my makeup done in Miami and um, for a commercial shoot. And I was listening to a podcast about women in tech and how a lot of tech companies, in order to incorporate more women into their workforce, have included a lot of reproductive health in their packages. Like, oh, if you want to freeze your eggs, you can freeze your eggs. Oh, you need, you know, birth control, we'll give you, we'll give you help with that. If you need fertility help, we can also give you that, you know, incorporating that into a, the, the healthcare. And I was like, I took off my headphones and me being an idiot assuming that a working woman like a makeup artist at a shoot would would probably feel the same way as me. I'm like, I think it's really great that now we're talking about these things and incorporating women into higher levels of, of power. And she was like, I know, I know, mijita. And I'm like, what? And she's like, if women are working at Google, then who's going to take care of the kids? Those kids are going to become drug addicts. And I'm like, uh, that's a Leap. Oh, that's a stretch. Um, Whoa. Whoa. Like, yeah, I'm sure the CEO of YouTube, who, by the way, is a woman called Susan and has four children and all of them are going to Ivy Leagues. Yeah, I'm sure they're all doing drugs. What are you talking about? And why didn't you why don't you ask why men's position and help in the household? It's always the women's responsibility and the women's brunt to be the wife and the mother. And it's never something like I am a wife to my husband who is my husband and I am a mother to my child and my and my husband's the father to that child. It's always this you are a new identity and that is number one in you. And you will be judged mostly with that as the forefront. Oh, yeah, no, it's I'm sick and tired of it. Because, again, <laughs> no one ever no one ever asks David when the kids are coming. At the end of the day, people at this point know that I'm not a fan of children. And <laughs> people are gonna be like, Jenny's an asshole. Uh, listen, I like them. Um... Pero not for me. Like, I'm not mm -hmm. very maternal. I'm an animal person. And so I think I, I've just made my brand very clear. <laughs> I'm just like, nope, no kids. But regardless, who still gets asked the most? It's me, not David. No one's asking mm -hmm. David a goddamn thing about kids. It's absurd. Or like, for example, um, I was in a situation where the grandfather of two kids was staying home and the mom and the grandmom of the of the kids was like what are we going to do we want to leave oh but my god we can't leave the kids with the grandpa and i'm like wait and then and then the grandpa was like oh joanna why don't you just stay and i'm like i don't have kids i don't know why me? Ese tipo, because had... he probably didn't change a diaper once i said people didn't do shit he was probably in la finca smoking to i don't know like Look, this fucking guy not... this no. guy had children and has grandchildren and he can't take care of kids. And I have not pushed out one child from my vagina. And people automatically assume I know how to do everything. That's bizarre. Like we're going to have two generations start of children. Yeah. yeah like, like, oh, my oh God, here, here's my teat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a nurturer. It's, it's crazy. And I'm like, and yes, there's a lot of women that are naturally great at it. And like fucking awesome for them. But like, why is it expected that I Congratulations. I mean, Mira, if that was you. me, bro, I'm even less maternal than you. That would have been, I would have cackled in his face. I'm like, if you want that kid to live, <laughs> it's on you, grandpa. For example, I do want kids because I, I love, I love children, but I really am fearful of it because of how, how all the other things outside of me and my husband and how I decide to live my life, how all those things will change and what those pressures will mean. I've never felt more uh, a woman than 
when making these decisions and when looking at my life. And I think that that's something that uh, a lot of men don't realize is that mm-hmm. they don't have to question these things. And it's not their fault. It's just, it's the societal pressures that we have been living under. Um but I think alleviating that burden would be so wonderful. And it's actually been proven that countries that have paternity leave, that countries that incorporate the husband in the child rearing, that all of that has positive externalities because it makes it an equal responsibility. Therefore, parenthood isn't something that is automatically placed and weighted on the woman, but something that can be a choice and a conversation between each couple because right now there's only maternity leave some companies do but this is new but it's yeah it's very new and and at the core one of the biggest reasons behind income inequality is because of this difference between us giving a, a woman maternity leave and just assuming the man can continue on and not be part of whatever that is i think it's again this assumption that women are made to be on this earth to be mothers and grandmothers and to be attached to their man as that and any person that pushes against it is sort of uh questioned it it grosses me out i don't <laughs> i really do not understand how paternity leave isn't even is still something being fought for in 2021 because i'm like first of all this is severely unfair let's start with carrying a child for 9 months what what did the guy have what does the guy what what does he do to to make it to make a kid he shows up at a party shoots it up yeah shoots it up okay you know he has a, his bp has a good old time that's it pobrecito i already feel really bad like i could hear the violins playing so then this then the woman is like vomiting tiene like weird cravings she's eating like pickles and mayonnaise and i don't know like punching walls and hormonal and her body is changing and 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 then she fucking gives birth which is not a fun time I hear. Mm-hmm. Then then she's lactating. Her nipples are starting to like turn into different colors. And then the, the, the ducks get clogged. And then... Uh, and so what is the guy doing during this whole time? They're just going to CVS to get them like nausea pills. I don't fucking know. Really hard stuff. Really hard stuff. Then, <laughs> then they're dealing with the baby. Now, some women are lucky in that they have a support system. They live at home where there are like moms and cousins and aunts are there to like help raise this child. And the man can work and, and paternity, whatever. But there's a lot of people I know that they live elsewhere with no family in sight. How do they expect the mother, after just popping out a whole ass human being from her body, to take care of this child by herself or her, while her husband works a nine to five. Someone please tell me how this is possible. It's I feel impossible. terrible for women who have had to go through this. This is fucking bullshit. I feel like all of a lot of women's issues and things are hidden from society, right? Like there's so much trauma behind that. Like there's a lot of stuff women go through that just no one ever finds out and men can just continue on with their lives going through a nine to five and it just like society continues as as if nothing happened and i feel like if we're going to venerate and respect the mother and the grandmother as we've done then let's join them in their in all of their facets Mm -hmm. if you're going to be like this is this is the biggest calling for women 
or whatever. If that's your argument in life and that's the reason why you respect some women and don't respect others, then why are you not involved in the ritual? Why do you not want to take time to help your wife to acclimate herself to this new world if you can? And then there's some, there's also something strange that I've noticed about fatherhood. I'm reminded of there was like a paparazzi photo of 007's Daniel Craig and he he was like just jogging in the morning with his baby hanging in front of him Mm -hmm. and a bunch of dudes were ragging on him it's like it went viral like because he was being emasculated for being a dad like get the fuck out of here Mm -hmm. why is that seen as like soft and weak I don't know In, in terms of my experience unfortunately a lot of my friends never even got to know their dads Mm -hmm. and they're all latinos and again they either never got to meet them or they pieced out when they were kids like just completely abandoned the family so now a good amount of my friends are adults in therapy because of the trauma that their fathers caused and in terms of our culture i don't know what that's about either um because again, that, that's why I have such a hard time believing this like worship of the abuelita and the mommy, but then they do that to their significant others and then abandon their own families. It's just really sick to me. The worship of the abuelita and the mother is the worshiping of someone selfless and someone that puts others before themselves always. And I think it's really oppressive to say, basically, that... Um, the women that deserve space and respect in our culture, the high, like are those that are willing to do that. And I, and I, again, I, res- I, I find deep respect for my mother and my grandmother. Literally, I love them more than anything. But I think for me, it's like, I feel this internalized guilt for not wanting to be fully self. I don't want to be selfless. And I, and the fact that I don't want to be selfless should be okay. Like, I don't want to put, I don't want to put myself fourth or fifth I'm sorry. I've worked too hard. Yeah, like you do not want to lose your identity in your children, which can happen. Or in my marriage, which thank God I got married to someone who never, ever made me feel that way. But as a kid, I thought I would. In my head, I was like, I'm never going to find a guy that's going to like that I'm loud and love that I love my career and want to push for myself and maybe don't want to move for his career because I'm so... Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I never I was worried about the same thing. And then I did find it. So like, there are ways of doing it. It's just really uh, internalized like fear because it's this feeling that I I wish my womanhood was something I decided what it meant and I feel like that's rarely been the case that what my womanhood is always something that people are like you were born to be a mother and you need to be a mother to feel or like you are not going to want to work and once you get have babies and I'm like that's not going to make me want to have a baby at all because you're making you're you're basically saying I'm not going to be me. Yeah, and I'm not saying that they're lying, but you get that a lot where they're like your entire life is going to change and if you're not willing to give your all and forego everything else you've worked towards for the past 20 something 30 something years, then don't be a mom or you're not going to be a good mom. Uh and that's terrifying. My husband has never had anyone say that to him ever. Oh, I know. That's wild to me. Exactly. So like that's my issue. It's like, if you're going to place all this on me from the time I'm a kid, by the way, that is internalized anxiety and internalized, like, fear. See, okay, no one's telling the men, no. hey, if you don't know how to cook rice, you're never going to get married. What the fuck is that? It, it, placing, a, placing boundaries on half of the world is insane. 
based on structures that make no sense anymore. And then people will come and say, well, it's the biology, women's biology, women's this, women's that, women. I don't care. Yes, I have to breastfeed a child. That's true. My husband won't be able to breastfeed a child. That is 100% true. Okay, well then what, what can we do to make this a more equal world? I'm not saying we want the world to be the same and I don't think gender should be the same, whatever genders mean. But we should try and strive to be more equal in our expectations for each other and actually take away certain expectations for each other because they're fucking stupid. And the person that sent me Mr. and Mrs. my husband's last name, please at least (laughs) next time include my first name at the very least, please. Uh, Next time, maybe include her name. It's a pretty name, Joanna. You just add my name. You would have saved yourself 40 minutes of two women angry talking about feminism. Just add my name next time. That's all I'm saying. And then we'll talk about fun shit like curse words in Spanish. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because. Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. <laughs> well. Ooh, yeah. That happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. Save big money on protecting your garden. Now at Menards. Messina's Animal Stopper is a liquid repellent that prevents pesky animals from damaging your garden. Available in a convenient, ready-to-use bottle. It lasts for up to 30 days, regardless of weather and watering. Save big money on Messina's Animal Stopper at Menards. And check out our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals happening now. Save big money.